From Hollywood, Colgate Tooth Powder presents The Mal Blanc Show, written by Mac Benoff, with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kern, Tons Conry, Jim Backus, Jill Walker, the sportsman Victor Miller and his orchestra, and starring the creator of the voice of Bugs Bunny. What's up, Doc? Yes, Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show with Mel playing his new character, Zookie. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. And starring himself in person, Mel Blanc. Hi, folks. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Want teeth that sparkle and dazzle, a breath that's fresh and sweet? Then try Colgate Tooth Powder, for the new all-purpose Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your teeth and sweetens your breath. Yes, this new all-purpose tooth powder produces an amazingly rich, active foam that's marvelously effective. Every time you brush your teeth with this new all-purpose Colgate Tooth Powder, your whole mouth feels clean, sweet, fresh, your teeth regain their natural sparkle. It's been proved in seven cases out of ten that Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And as for cleaning, you can depend on Colgate tooth powder revealing the natural brilliance of your teeth. Yes, Colgate tooth powder, the new all-purpose tooth powder, does everything you can expect or ask of a dentifrice. Try Colgate tooth powder today for teeth that sparkle and a breath that's sweet. Use Colgate tooth powder. It's a romantic June day in Mel Blanc's little town, and young couples like to sit in Crotona Park and dream of their future. In one part of the park, we hear Shirley Lewis saying to her boyfriend, Seymour, Oh, Seymour, we'll be so happy after we're married. I'll sit home knitting a garment to fit over tiny little arms and tiny little shoulders. Gee, that's wonderful, Shirley. I, I hope it's a girl. And Dottie Feller is saying to her boyfriend, Nate, Oh, Nate, we'll, after we're married, we'll be so happy. I'll stay home knitting a garment to fit over tiny little arms and tiny little shoulders. Gee, that's wonderful, Dottie. I hope it's a girl. And where Betty Colby has been talking to her boyfriend, Mel Blank, Betty is saying... Oh, Mel, we'll be so happy after we're married. I'll sit home knitting a garment to fit over tiny little arms and tiny little shoulders. Gee, that's wonderful, Betty. I could use a new sweater. <laughs> I'm talking about children. Don't you want to have children? <laughs> what are you laughing at? I said, don't you want to have children? Yeah, but wouldn't it be easier if you had them? <laughs> well, anyway, I can't support a family. Not with the cost of living what it is today. Yes, the cost of living's really high, isn't it, Mel? Betty, the cost of living is so high right now that it's cheaper to drop dead. <laughs> oh, but the public is getting wise. They're demanding more for their money. What do you mean? Well, take the movies. During the war, when things were good, they showed Mrs. Miniver. But now that things are bad, they have to show the two Mrs. Carrolls. Mel, this is no time to joke. We can't expect any help from my father, either. He's terribly worried about the new supermarket that's opening right next to him. He may lose all his money. Ah, oh, money. Why do people always worry about money? Always engaged in the frantic pursuit of the ever-elusive dollar. Giving their lives false values. Work is the solution to man's ills. Contentment and peace can only be found in good, honest labor. Why, now, 
that's beautiful. Where did you hear that? When I went to collect my unemployment check. <laughs> but all this talk about money is ridiculous. After all, what is money? Just paper. And I'm not asking much out of life. All I want to be is a paper collector. <laughs> oh, look, there's Father. Now, listen, you be nice to him now. He's very aggravated about that other supermarket. Oh, Father, hello. Hello, Betty. Hello, Mr. Colby. Mel Blank, you moron, you're ruining my supermarket. What did you do to that burglar alarm I gave you to fix? Well, something wrong, Mr. Colby? Uh, I didn't have enough parts for the burglar alarm, so I put some in from a jukebox. A jukebox? No wonder when I opened the store this morning, I found a burglar dancing with my night watchman. <laughs> Old inside it was, too. <laughs> well, what are you complaining about, Mr. Colby? You should have charged him ten cents a dance. Oh, you idiot. And you want to marry Betty. Well, I won't let it happen. An idiot is bound to have idiots for children. That's not true, Mr. Colby. Your daughter is perfectly normal. <laughs> now, look, Blank, don't irritate me. I'm aggravated enough about that supermarket opening next to me. Wait a minute, Mr. Colby. I got a great idea. That other supermarket is opening tomorrow, isn't it? Yes. Well, why don't you put on a show in your supermarket and nobody will go to the other opening? Say, that is a great idea, Mel. But uh, well, who could I get for the show? Leave it to me. I'll invite all the stars like John Garfield, Gene Kelly, Dane Clark, Catherine Hepburn, Edward G. Robinson, Hedy Lamar, and Henry Schnickelfritz. <laughs> who is Henry Schnickelfritz? He's the one who'll show up. Uh. <laughs> Mr. Colby, we don't need stars. I'll do the show myself. You? What can you do? I'll be the master of ceremonies. Oh, I can tell wonderful jokes. Just listen to this one. A big overgrown kid went to his mother and he said... Hey, Ma, uh, can I have a quarter for the movies? So his mother gave him the money, and ten minutes later, the kid was back asking, Ma, can I have another quarter for the movies? And she gave it to him again, and sure enough, ten minutes later, he was back. Ma, can I have another quarter for the movies? His mother said, but Junior, I've already given you the money for the movies twice. And Junior said, yeah, but every time I buy a ticket, some jerk at the door tears it up. <laughs> Well, that was, uh, that was very funny. <laughs> well, if you can put together an act like that, I guess I can make you master of ceremonies. <laughs> well, you won't be sorry, Mr. Colby. Now i got to beat it back to the fix-it shop. I'll write down the jokes I'll tell and have Zuki bring the act over to you. So, uh, so long, Mr. Colby. So long, Betty. <laughs> Well, Zuki, I've been waiting for you. Uh, did you bring Mel's act with you? Uh, well, uh, sure. Uh, I got it right here in my uh, pocket. Uh, uh, right in my coat. Uh, uh, I got it in my uh, shirt. Uh, 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 I got it in my uh, pants. I lost it. Well, I, I suppose you'll have to go back to Mel and tell him to write out the act again. Oh, no, no. I, I remember the jokes. And, and the first one goes like this. I, I, I got a letter from my girl, and, and she's not feeling well. You got a letter from your girl, and she's not feeling well? Yeah, uh, the, the letter says, I am in Chicago, sick. Chicago, sick? <laughs> I think I should have said that Chicago, ill. <laughs> Ain't that a hum da ding da ding ding da ding ding all aboard? Ain't that ain't that it's it stinks, huh? 
Dukey, there must be more to Mel's act than just that. Oh, oh sure, Ed. Hey, Ed, here's another joke. It seems a man was... <laughs> Oh, this will kill you. This man was uh, walking down the street. (laughs) When he met this girl. (laughs) And and, then the girl said. (laughs) Yes, Juki. What did the girl say? I forgot. Well, Zook, you ought to be here soon. Hope nothing went wrong. Uh-oh. Here comes something wrong. That conceited Hartley Benson, the town Bo Brummel. Hello, Hartley. Windy out, isn't it? No, Mel. Tis merely thousands of women blowing their tops over great, big, adorable me. In fact, I know myself like an open book. I'd marry myself if I could only cook. You're not so wonderful with women. Oh, no. Mel, old boy, for your information, I'm the only man who receives a free lifetime supply of elastic from the Bloomer Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you're exaggerating. Mel, old boy, have you seen the new telephone directories? On the cover, it says, Housewives, for the time of the day, dial main 3131. But for the time of your life, dial Hartley Benson. Harley, you must think you're the greatest Romeo in the world. Mel, form your own conclusion. But the women have gotten together and are sending me to a furniture store to have my lap upholstered. (laughs) Why? They want to turn it into a love seat. (laughs) In fact, Mel, at a recent Dr. IQ broadcast, there wasn't one single lady in the balcony. How come? I was sitting in the orchestra. Is talking about yourself your only recreation? Oh, no, 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 Mel. Last night I had the most wonderful time. I went to an amusement park and rode the whip. Why was it so good, Hartley? It went around so fast, for the first time in my life, I was able to kiss myself on the back of my neck. (laughs) Then I went to the fish exhibition. I was standing there when an octopus grabbed me in her enormous tentacles. Did she crush you? No, just hugged. (laughs) So you see, Mel, I even attract fish. Sure, they're crazy about worms. (laughs) Mel, you've touched me to the quick, but it makes me very happy to deliver this message to you. Mr. Colby thought the jokes you wrote were so terrible that he's appointed me master of ceremonies. What? That's right, that's right. He doesn't even want you around the supermarket tomorrow night. You're through. Well, I must be going. I'm such a lovely thing. I'm giving myself an engagement ring. (laughs) Oh, Mel, nice seeing me. (laughs) What a character. He's the only guy I know who goes to a dance and then cuts in on himself. Mr. Colby says I can't go to the supermarket tomorrow night. Well, I'll get to that show somehow, and I'll be the master of ceremonies, too. Yeah, but if I show up, Mr. Colby will break me in half. Say, that's not so bad. I can go on as a team. You call me to powder, keep smiling just right. 
and use it each night. It cleans your teeth, makes breath so sweet. Use Colgate's tooth powder. Teeth that dazzle and a breath that's sweet. Isn't that what you want, what everyone wants? Then try Colgate tooth powder. Yes, that pleasant-tasting Colgate all-purpose tooth powder. The second you brush it on your teeth, it gets busy, bubbles through your mouth with a cleansing, foaming action. Fine for your breath. You bet. In seven cases out of ten, it's been proved that Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And when it comes to cleaning your teeth, this all-purpose tooth powder gives a dazzling performance, reveals the natural brilliance of your teeth. So for teeth that sparkle naturally and a breath that's sweet, use Colgate tooth powder. Use Colgate tooth powder. And now Victor Miller and the orchestra with their arrangement of In My Adobe Hacienda. going to be master of ceremonies at the big show in Colby supermarket and thereby draw customers away from the rival market's grand opening, but his jokes were so bad that Mr. Colby fired Mel and is hiring Hartley Benson to do the job. Mel feels very badly about it. Right now, we find him in his fix-it shop, brooding. Ah, what's the use of worrying? There's such a lump in my throat, I'll have to wash it down. Well, I'll pour myself a glass of water. Tall glass. Gosh, what am I going to do? Oh, here comes my lodge president, Mr. Cushing. Hello, Mel. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Greetings, mighty potentate. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. 
Uh, how's your little sugar plum? Mel, if you mean my wife, the word is wrinkled prune. <laughs> oh, don't be so harsh with your wife, mighty potentate. She's not that bad. Well, maybe you're right, Mel. Come to think of it, she's really a cross between the Queen of Sheba and Camille. Sort of a schlemiel. <laughs> She made a new rule in the house, Mel. She said, John, no matter how much we argue, before you go to sleep, you've got to kiss me. Have you stopped arguing? No, but I haven't been to bed for a week. <laughs> what a woman. Mel, you've seen perfumes with names like Linger a Moment, or Stay a While. Well, I'm making one especially for my wife. What's it called? Run for the Hills. <laughs> Mel, she was even ugly on the day we were married. Oh, mighty potentate, a bride always looks beautiful when she walks down the middle aisle. Mel, she didn't walk down the middle aisle. When the preacher saw her face, he sneaked her in through the back door. <laughs> I can still remember paying for our marriage license. I gave the clerk a dollar and a half. Oh, uh, wait a minute. A marriage license costs two dollars. Yeah, I know, but he took one look at her and gave it to me wholesale. <laughs> Well, the woman, the other day we were out hunting. I was standing there with a gun in my hand when my wife said, John, don't just stand there. Shoot that crow. Go ahead, John. Shoot the old crow. Gad, what a temptation. <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you all this. It's just that I've got low on the dog, dude. <laughs> You think you feel low, mighty potentate? I'm so low I could milk a gopher. <laughs> I was supposed to be the master of ceremonies at Mr. Colby's supermarket show, but Hartley Benson is doing it now. Well, Mel, you shouldn't be discouraged. Go on down there. Benson is liable to do a terrible job. Then you can step in and be a hero. Gosh, mighty potentate, that's what I like about you. You never give up. You never say die. What's the use, Mel? For 20 years I've been suggesting it to my wife, but nothing happened. <laughs> Mel, you take my advice. You'll thank me later on. Well, I gotta be going now. Uh, where are you going, mighty potent? Well, Mel, I can do one or two things. I can go to the movies and see The Miracle on 34th Street, or I can go home and look at The Plague on 8th Avenue. <laughs> Well, maybe the mighty potentate is right. Hartley Benson is liable to lay a big egg, and then my chance will come. I'll go right up on that stage and hatch it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to my supermarket, and I hope you'll enjoy the show. Without further ado, I present our master of ceremonies, your friend and mine, Hartley Benson. Oh. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Well, how do you do? How do you do? What lucky people you are sitting down there and looking up at great, big, adorable me. <laughs> First, I shall do my famous impersonation of Gary Cooper with the assistance of Miss Betty Colby, who is almost as beautiful as I am. <laughs> oh, Gary, isn't it wonderful that we should meet here alone in this corral? Yup. <laughs> Let's run away together. Yup. Let's get married. Yup. And you can buy me mink coats, four autos, and two homes. 
Why can't I keep my big yup shut? Oh, Gary, can't you be more romantic? Look at that calf kissing that cow. Why can't we do the same? Go ahead. It's your cow. Betty, listen to those people booing. What am I going to do? The audience is leaving for the other supermarket. Oh, Mr. Colby, I'm here to help you out. Let me take over. Mel Blank, I thought I told you to stay out of... Uh, uh, well, wait a minute. After all, what can I lose? All right, go ahead, but make it good. Okay, here I go. Thank you, Hartley Benson. And now, folks, my first impersonation will be a well-known news commentator. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We have it on reliable authority that tonight in Russia... It is snowing. <laughs> On the other hand, some say it is raining. Who knows what this may lead to? <laughs> and in conclusion, I can safely state that in my unbiased opinion, in Russia tomorrow, it will be slushy. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. We'll keep going. But Mr. Colby, I'm finished. I, I don't have anything else to say. Besides, you won't let me tell those jokes I wrote for you. You mean that horrible joke about your girl being sick in Chicago? Well, Mr. Colby, she's not in uh, Chicago sick. She's in Chicago ill. <laughs> hey, Mr. Colby, they like that kind of stuff. Let's give them the rest of the act I wrote. Hey, Yapper! Yes, what is it, Costello? Oh, I think the family upstairs from us has got a bad leak in their pipes. What makes you think so? Oh, yesterday I finished my plate of soup three times. <laughs> hey, Yabbat! Look, look, here's a picture of my uncle. He's a flagpole setter. Well, why isn't he sitting on top of the pole? Well, his wife died and he's sitting at half mast. <laughs> oh, I scratched my luggage. Hey, Yabbat! Hey, do you know why insurance is like a football game? No, why? Uh, because your relative's standing on the sidelines waiting for you to kick off. <laughs> hey, Debbie, what happened to your old girlfriend, Costello? The one with a shape like a dream boat. Oh, she hasn't got a shape like a dream boat anymore. Why not? Her pier has collapsed. Now, <laughs> oh, just a minute, Costello. Oh, I'm a bad boy. <laughs> Mel, you really came through for Father. Now it looks like he won't lose any of his business. Oh, who cares about that, Betty? As long as we can get married. Married? I'd like to have 15 children, Betty. How about you? Oh, I'd like 15, too. Nothing doing, Betty. I don't want 30 children. <laughs> <laughs> This is Bud Easton reminding you that Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show every Tuesday night at this time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you'll meet in Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop. Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap film. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather, quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar rinse. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. Get Halo shampoo at any cosmetic counter.
Broadcasting System.